It's time for JT the Brick. The business I chose, that is real. That is bleeping real right now. Why am I bringing this up? It's what I do best. I screw up five times a day before breakfast. I'm not going crazy on this one. I'm not. I'm not going crazy. Does anybody listen to me? We talk balls on sports radio. JT the Brick. I don't have notes in line. I just, it's off the top of my head. The whole radio show's off the top of my head. I don't have a three-hour pre-show meeting like those other guys where the interns write the show. It's all off the top of my head. We make memories on this show for the Raider Nation. Jump on with us. Do your job. Win these games. Let's be up 10 points in the fourth quarter. Let's go in and shock the world. We are not the official show of the practice squad. I want to talk about the starters and the impact guys who are going to put this team on the map. If this is too hardcore for you, turn the channel. Don't embarrass Bobby. Wow, I can go in 10 different directions today. No half-ass effort. I bring passion and energy for every second I'm on the radio. And now it's a tweet. Don't take it too seriously. Here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT in studio with Bobby today. Today, big, big show. The head coach of the Raiders, the interim coach, Antonio Pierce, at the top of next hour. Excited for you to hear that as I just got back from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. It's our coach day. We interviewed him. I interviewed him, and he was fabulous. Unbelievable energy, hyped up, ready to go, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. As a new era begins, as Antonio Pierce and Champ Kelly as the interim GM have an opportunity now to earn their jobs for the future and get in there and try to win some games for the Silver and Black. Welcome in, everybody. Hope you're having a good day. I think the Raider fans are happy for a reset. We'd like to hear that on the show today. Yesterday, we were busy with the breaking news. What happened on Halloween night with the dismissal of Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, Mick Lombardi. Yesterday was kind of chaotic. A lot of other platforms on top of this show. Today, we get a chance to enjoy what the Raider fans want to enjoy. A lot of Raider fans wanted a change. You got the change. Not only did you get a coaching change, that you got a quarterback change. Which, again, I'm not going to just go back and forth on this. I like Jimmy Garoppolo, and you'll hear what the coach says to me about Jimmy Garoppolo and what they're going to need out of him going forward. But Aiden O'Connell is the official starting quarterback now for the Raiders, and I think he deserves a radio show. I think you'd agree. I think it's time to get behind this kid, even if you believe that Jimmy should start or not. I think most people want to start fresh with Aiden O'Connell at 3-5 and and see what he can give the Raiders. And we get two home games against opponents that the Raiders should beat that are having tough years. The Jets are playing better than the Raiders or the Giants, but I I still think the Raiders are going to win these next two games. I'm not going to guarantee it like Charles Barkley, but I feel pretty good about the next two games, but there's a lot of pressure. Interim coaches usually bring in a lot of juice for the first game, i.e. Jeff Saturday, who did it last year here at, at, at Allegiant Stadium and beat the Raiders. God, was that, was that bad. And hopefully Antonio Pierce can do that against his former team, the New York Giants, who he has a lot of respect for. But I think the Raiders just flat out could win this game at home or on the road in the parking lot anywhere. They're just a better team. Darren Waller with the hamstring ruled out already. I mean, he's just snake bit. He can't stay healthy. Real good guy. He's done a lot in the community here. I hope he comes out and I get a chance to say to hello to him on the sideline before the game. But Waller will not go in this game. And the Giants have a couple of weapons. Their defense isn't bad. They have a very good head coach. He was coach of the year. Brian Dayball did an excellent job with the Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen, became a head coach, went to the playoffs, and won a playoff game last year. This is a good football coach who wants to win this game. He does not want to lose to an interim head coach. So expect the Giants to come in here ready to play. But today's show is about Antonio Pierce. And when I went in there earlier today, 
uh, we got set up for the interview, and he showed up a little bit earlier. I was, whoa, okay, we didn't see that. He came in, walked right into our studio, and we needed about a minute to set up, and then we had a really good conversation, I think about 10 or 11 minutes, that went through everything from his early career as a player. From I mean, His story is incredible. This guy went to a junior college and didn't get drafted in the NFL, became a pro bowler, won a Super Bowl, and now he's the interim head coach of the Raiders. It's a good story. He fired up the Raider Nation with NWA straight out of Compton. Paul Gutierrez just tweeted out that he's playing that music today on the practice field. He's playing it today on the practice field, so he's serious about that. And then when I talked to him, uh, he was very excited, and he answered a lot of questions. He answered a lot of questions about what needs to happen for this team. He is not doing this. And remember, Rich Passaccio was the interim head coach, and now you can obviously debate it. I didn't want you to do it on this show with me because I interview the coaches to come in here and talk about Josh McDaniel shouldn't have got the job over Rich Passaccio, but I understand why you believe that, and many of you were right if you went down that road, that he was an interim head coach. He, he guided the ship, Rich Passaccio, to the playoffs and got the Raiders in a playoff game. What is Antonio Pierce coaching for? He's coaching for his future as a head coach in the NFL. He's getting an opportunity at a pretty young age here. He's 45 years old, just turned 45, October 26th, a couple of days ago, and he gets an opportunity to be a head coach from here on out, even if the Raiders don't bring him back, and I hope they bring him back because he makes the playoffs. And if he does make the playoffs, will that quiet the news of another coach potentially coming in here? I don't know. I had a really deep and good, quick conversation with Mark Davis on Wednesday, yesterday, before the show, and I'm going to let Mark figure this out, as always, about what he's going to do. But Mark's going to be very detailed, and whoever he decides to have in his newer, i.e. newer inner circle to help him with these decisions, because it was a well-thought-out decision to go get McDaniels and Ziegler. His plan was well-thought-out. It was detailed. He, He really was thorough with it, and it didn't work. And Mark's the first to admit it. Now he wants this thing to work. And I asked Antonio Pierce, as you'll hear coming up a little bit later, there were other gentlemen in that building who could have been the head coach, right? They picked him. Patrick Graham's a defensive coordinator. You know, you look at Rob Ryan and what he's done in the past. There were other gentlemen who could have been chosen there, and they chose, and Mark chose Antonio Pierce for a couple of reasons. So I'm really excited for you to hear that. For me, uh, my mind feels like it's going to pop. I told Bobby, I don't get tired doing radio. I mean, I got people who are listening to me that really work. I mean, they they get their hands in the dirt. Man, I got the 872 laborers, man. They build stuff. So I'll never come on the radio and tell you I'm tired. But this week, my mind, I mean, I need to be at La Casa Cigars tomorrow. We got a live broadcast from noon to 2. You know, noon to 2, that's my Friday. You know, I cheat with my bucket of Modelo's out on the road. Right, So we got Modelo's, we got cigars, and that's going to be my pre-party. Bobby, you know I love a pre-party. You know, when I go to concerts, I like to pre-party at the house. Tomorrow's pre-party will be at La Casa Cigars, and then I go into the Bolitnikoff Crab Feed at the Westgate with Raider royalty there. And it's usually a great party because the Raiders normally need to let their hair down one night and get off campus in Deep Henderson, get to the Westgate with the great Fred Bolitnikoff, Lincoln Kennedy as the MC, and some of the Raider royalty that's going to be there, and just let your hair down and have fun. Let's have fun. Life is short, man. Jobs come and go. Life comes and goes. Let's have a good time. I talked to a Raider fan today, 
a very important Raider fan to me. I talked to about three or four a day who are friends of mine that I met through the Raiders, and he said, I wasn't excited about going to this game on Sunday. Matter of fact, I was looking to sell my tickets, of course, to a Raider fan. I had no reason. I thought it was going to be ugly. I'd say, well, you know, you're right. It could have been a little bit ugly. I think the team's not playing well. And he goes, I can't wait to get in there. I'm so excited to go back to this game. I can't wait to get behind Antonio Pierce and Aiden O'Connell. I said, that's good. That's the type of energy I need on this show. And I need that energy from you today. Okay, that's what I do. I'm a conduit to getting people emotionally fired up. And when things aren't going good, I don't walk away from it. I'm here, and I try to keep people emotionally fired up. Some days are easier than others. This is a good day. Okay, you know what I tell I back the coach. Whoever coaches this team for 25 years, I've backed. I've looked them in the eye. I shook their hands. And after every interview, I said right to their face, good luck. And the microphones go off, and I say, coach, go win. That's who I've been. That's who I'll ever be as long as they allow me here. And now I get behind this coach. Oh, JT, you're behind every coach. Yeah, I am. I'm not going to apologize to you. I'm not going to apologize to you for getting doing my job and wanting these coaches to succeed. I want interim coaches to become head coaches. I want every coach in the league to want to work for the Raiders. I want all the free agents to want to come here. I want this to work. And I want the people that I see in the building every day. And I walk the halls in that building to get motivated with people there in football and on the other side, on the business side, to try to bring confidence to people in the little, little tiny way I can. And for Antonio Pierce, I got his back. I had Josh McDaniels back. I had John Gruden's back, Tom Cable. This is my 14th head coach. And I've looked them all in the eye, and I said, just go out there. Whatever I can do to help you in the community, whatever I can do to help you with your wives and kids getting settled here, whatever I can do to help coach. And this guy gets it, and he wants to win, and I think he knows what's at stake here. I mean, this guy's a grinder. This guy was an intern on the Howard Stern Show. This guy worked on ESPN. This guy's no joke. He comes into the room. Wait to hear this interview. I tweeted out, oh, my God. Wait to hear this thing. I mean, this guy's ready to roll. He's not messing around. He wants to win. And have you ever had a job in your life? I'm sure you have. Maybe you're in it currently. Or maybe you just came from it or you did it years ago. When you knew you had to be great or you were going to be gone. Raise your hand and beep your horn if you've ever had that type of job. When you knew coming in, you better be good or you wouldn't have that job. I think that's where, I can't speak for him, but I think that's where Antonio Pierce is now. He knows that if he wants to be a head coach in this league, he's got to be great here in the short term. That brings in a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. A lot of people, I was listening to New York Sports Radio with Boomer Esiason, and they said, man, this is the one time the Giants don't want to play this game because usually the interim coach, coach this is what's a quote, usually the interim coach gets the early win and then normally doesn't win, and they're out of a job. Well, we hope that's not the case for Coach Pierce. We hope that he is in consideration for head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders next year. As a lot of other people are saying, man, that's a big job. Someone's going to want it. And he has the first writer refusal if he wins. He's got to win, and he knows that. He's a world champion. He's a Super Bowl champion. And this guy, I think, gets the attention of Raider Nation because we've been through a lot this year. I mean, if you're a season ticket holder or fan, you're listening in any other markets, man, as I use the term lightly, it's been a heart attack, all these games. Every one of these games has not been fun. Every one of these games has been a pain in the ass. Every game is like a nightmare. Catch the ball. 
tackle. Oh, we didn't tackle this game, but we tackled the game before. Oh, we can't get a first down. We have three completions in the first half. Oh, this guy's hurt. Every game there's been something built in. Enough of this. Enough of the noise. Go play and win the game for Mark Davis, Mrs. Davis, the late Al Davis. Go win the game. Do your job and play like Max. Play like Max Crosby. Don't chirp in the media. Max, every time there's a new head coach, he puts on his headset, goes on a podcast. Yeah, I want to wish my former coach as well. He said, Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziggler gave me a lifetime contract, a great contract, changed my life, and now he's on to this coach. Max Crosby is the face of this franchise. No one's talking about Max Crosby wanting to leave. Will Max Crosby be around in the trade deadline? Are they going to shop Max? Notice that? Notice all the other players that the national media said, man, it'd be worth trading for him. It'd be great to get Blank out of there and get him on our team. They didn't say that about Max Crosby. Because Max Crosby's a leader. He's a leader and he backs it up. And he's a lot like Antonio Pierce. Max came in the fourth round and now he's the greatness of the Raiders. Antonio Pierce was undrafted undrafted, went to the Washington Redskins at the time, now the Commanders, went to the New York Giants as an undrafted free agent and ended up being the captain, the captain of the Giants and a Super Bowl champion. As we talk about in the interview, as I tease it ahead, you'll hear what he had to say about that when I talked about his journey. It's really cool. I knew a lot about it, but I didn't know he had seven kids, his wife, uh, where they're at, what's going on in his life. I mean, this guy's committed, man. He's a dad, and he's out here coaching, man. He wants to win, and the other coaches wanted to win too. And the other coaches, you know, look, you're going to stay a coach in this league only because you win, not because you're a nice guy. Mike Tomlin's still a coach with the Steelers because he wins. Bill Belichick's a coach, and he's losing now because he's arguably the greatest coach of all time. He might be the exception to the rule. Even Tom Landry got fired for Jimmy Johnson. Okay, Bill Walsh went out – George Seifert came in and won. There's stories in this league that I like. I'm a geek when it comes to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's been an honor of mine to represent the Raiders and MC some Hall of Fame ceremonies. And every time I look around the room and a gold jacket walks in, there's a unique story about that player. And Antonio Pierce wasn't a Hall of Fame player. But God, the guy, I couldn't believe it when I went back and looked at it. He had a couple of years with the Giants. You know, 130 tackles. Bobby, the guy guy went from, I'm looking at the guy's bio, trying to put this together here and see where he was. It's incredible. From Long Beach Poly to junior college to, to what he did in, I mean, it's just incredible. Went to college at Arizona. How did this guy come out of college and not get drafted? He can get drafted. And then he's holding up. He mentioned the Canyon of Heroes, the, the hair on my arm stood up. Because I went to one parade, a Yankee parade in the Canyon of Heroes. The Canyon of Heroes is where the New York teams have their parade. All due respect to the Las Vegas Strip, that is not the Canyon of Heroes. He held the Lombardi Trophy in front of hundreds of thousands of people going down the Canyons of Heroes and beat one of the greatest teams of all time, the Patriots, who are 18-0. Might have been the greatest Super Bowl win when you talk about stopping one of the greatest runs in NFL history. So he knows what he has to do. We're behind him. The interview will play. Uh, Jason Horowitz is going to join us, the voice of the Raiders. Lee Sterling is going to give you three games coming up for free, coming up for free as he always does at 1245. And we want to hear from everybody on your excitement. I'll agree with you. I know when I'm wrong, and I know when I'm getting heat. And sometimes I think I deserve it. Other times I don't. But I have to do my job, man. I want to do my job. I want to win. 
And whoever the coach is, we're going to get behind the coach and the quarterback. Whoever the quarterback is, and as Coach Pierce told me, it could be Jimmy Garoppolo down the road. They're going to need him again. We get behind the team on the flagship station. A quick reminder that most of you don't need, including the black hole. They don't need to hear this. Everyone else does. Everybody hates you around the league other than your brothers and sisters in the Raider Nation. Let me say that again. Everyone around the league wants to beat your ass, make fun of you, and kick you when you're down. All you got is yourself, your family, and the Raider Nation. And now you get a little bit of a reset here. You get a reset, take advantage of the format. Murph in Buffalo, listening on the Raiders mobile app. What's happening, Murph? Hey, JT. Thanks for having me. I want to tell you, great show yesterday. I loved it. Uh, Wonderful job as usual. Um, I listened to that presser yesterday Mm -hmm. with Antonio Pierce, and wow. The energy the guy brings, I feel like he really can change the uh, energy of this team in the locker room. And one of the things I love that he said was that a lot of the best teams he uh, he, he was on were uh, players, player-run teams. And I, I really hope the leaders on our team could be just that. I could see that with uh, Max Crosby, obviously, and, and Devontae Adams. I really think these guys can uh, you know, really turn this season around. I'm optimistic. Um, with that being said... Let's go, Aiden O'Connell. We got the rookie. It, it is. We, we got a reset. We got mm-hmm. something to be excited for. Um, I'm just telling Raider Nation, let's stay positive. Mm-hmm. It could be another Bisaccia year, buddy. Make a run to the playoffs. Who the hell knows, right? Uh, that's all I'm saying. Raider Nation, let's go. Yeah, thanks for the call. Remember, if, if the Raiders win in Chicago, this is just my opinion. Again, I didn't get confirmation from Mark Davis on this. If the Raiders win in Chicago, Josh McDaniels is the coach of the team. You know how crazy that is? Think about that for a second. If the Raiders beat Tyson Bagent in Chicago in front of me and my wife sitting behind the Raider bench, there's no Antonio Pierce. He's a linebacker coach. The Raiders lost in Chicago where the wheels came off. And then the offensive no-show in Detroit is the reason why the coach was removed in the GM. I like the GM a lot. The coach was very good to me. But Antonio Pierce now gets that opportunity. And he's got to win. This is not like, oh, this is great. Let's warm and fuzzy. No, no, he's got to win. We know he's got to win, and he, he knows it too. This guy doesn't sugarcoat anything. He wants to win, and he's got to find a way to get it done. Female radio, Karen is in Phoenix. Hello, Karen. Hi, thank you. Yep. Um, I may be a downer today. I hope not, but I just wanted to express my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I agree changes have to be made. I really do. I understand, and it starts at the top. But I just think the way they handled um, Garoppolo and benching him, the way they did, I don't know, it just left a sour taste in my mouth. I just, when they did the presser, they, they never even acknowledged his existence. I mean, it's a team effort when they lose, and it's a team whoa, effort when they whoa, win. Hold on, let me stop you, Karen. No, no, uh, Champ Kelly spent a lot of the press conference talking about Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, their wives and kids by a first name. And Antonio Pierce said he came to the Raiders because Dave Ziegler brought him here with Josh McDaniels and Patrick Graham. So I, I disagree with you. I think they acknowledge the former coaches. I don't agree with no, you no, on no. that. No, no, I mean Jimmy Garoppolo. They, they oh. mentioned, somebody asked the question, Are you, you know, what's the QB mm. situation going forward? And they said, you know, it's, mm. it's going to be O'Connell. Okay. And they didn't even acknowledge Jimmy existed on the team. And mm. I was trying to say was it's a team effort when you win and then it's a team effort when okay. you lose it's not all on jimmy's not the mm. yeah he had bad games and everything he, the offensive mm. line stinks and the guy's running for his life
safe. Yeah, interceptions are on him, but it's not the way they just banished him. I mean, is he really, is he off the team? Is he even there? And then they wish him a happy birthday on the website this morning. That's a really tacky after just not even. Oh, they, they, they wish everyone a happy birthday. You know that. I, who, who are you? I, I love you, man. I need you more. Where, where have you been? I, I need a, more passion foot- like you. Let's go. I'm a football fan for many, many years, and people don't take women seriously sometimes when we're fans. But I just thought that he's just kind of been banished, and nothing was even said thank you to Jimmy. You know, it's almost he's never going to play again for the team, and it's just to me, it's just not all on him. I just hope he can. He, they allow him to walk into the building and they show him a little bit of respect. I saw him today in the lunchroom. He was having lunch. Guess with who? Right, walked right by him. He's having lunch with Hunter Renfro. Oh, well, I'm surprised. Oh, I wouldn't yeah. think it would be with Defon. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Adams wouldn't be sitting with him because he pretty much. No, they all. Uh, okay, appreciate the call and thank you for calling. Please call again. Uh, with all due respect, Jimmy is a big part of this team. You'll hear my conversation. Stick around for the head coach. Everybody gets along. Everyone got along with Josh McDaniels there. Everyone gets along. They're great teammates. There's no problem. They're a little bit frustrated because some people didn't get the ball. Other things are happening, but everything's good in Raiderland. Okay? The reason the coach got let go and the GM is because the owner thought that they were going in such a bad direction and didn't believe they were going to turn it around. And that was a tough decision. That was a tough decision because Mark really believed in these guys when he brought them in. And fortunately, Champ's there, and Jimmy Garoppolo's in the building. And Jimmy will help out Aiden O'Connell a bunch and might play again. I mean, look, Aiden O'Connell got sacked, what, eight times in that game? Khalil Mack got him six. He can't take that type of beating, especially the Jets are coming up there. Jimmy Garoppolo, as I said, I don't think I was wrong. It was just my opinion. I thought that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to play really well this year. I didn't want Derek Carr out for Jimmy Garoppolo. I, when, when they decided they were leaving Derek Carr, they did not want Derek Carr anymore. I'm nowhere near involved in that decision process. They gave us Jimmy Garoppolo. I thought Jimmy and Derek were going to be about a wash. Pretty much the same, showing up with yards. Maybe Derek would have more yards and more touchdowns, but Jimmy would be more efficient in the red zone, where Derek wasn't an elite player in the red zone. He was a very good quarterback, but not elite in the red zone, at least in this former system. Now for Jimmy Garoppolo... Jimmy Garoppolo played himself out of this job. Ooh, that's, that's too strong, right, Bobby? I should tone it down? Yeah, okay, I'll tone that down. Jimmy Garoppolo played himself out of this job, and I love Jimmy G, and I still thought Jimmy G should have played. And Jimmy G might be available to play down the road again. So this is a business. Guys sit down all the time. They get benched. They get subbed out in basketball. They come back in the game in the third and fourth quarter, and they don't play the final five minutes of the game. Jimmy's sitting this week. He got banged up pretty hard. He was injured before. Couldn't play in Chicago. But Jimmy is not starting because he's played so poorly this year that they had to make a change, and you want to go really far? They fired the head coach. The quarterback and the head coach couldn't have been off as much as anybody would have thought of. You could have been the biggest detractor of McDaniels and Jimmy G, and you would have said, well, I, th- I thought they'd be a little bit better than that. Yeah, they should have been a little bit better than that, and I'm shocked they weren't. Ira's in Tennessee on the mobile app. Hello, Ira. Thank you very much, JT. Uh, before I moved to Tennessee, I lived in Denver, and I saw the debacle of what Josh McDaniels did to the Broncos organization, and they have a proud organization, just like the Raiders have a proud organization. But when I heard that press conference from Antonio Pierce yesterday, 
it reminded me of what happened two years ago with when Rich Bisaccia, you know, Gruden had to, you know, resign, and they brought in Rich Bisaccia, and he 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 had the guys rallying around him. I'm pumped for this game. I, mm-hmm. I know I was frustrated after the loss against the Lions on Monday night, but I got that text. I was out driving at about uh, 1 o'clock here in Tennessee, 12.30, 1 o'clock in Tennessee, and I was texting all my Raider buddies saying, hey, McDaniels got fired. This is this is a turn in the right direction for the Raiders organization, and I'm pumped about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like you are. I always appreciate your call. Thank you. A lot of people are pumped for it. I mean, how could you not be pumped for this? I was sitting here and, and talking about it with people in the building and people here at the radio station, the flagship. I mean, I got experience with this. And this was going to be some heavy, tough sledding as the winter changes and our weather's perfect. And again, uh, this is the Raider flagship, but I get, I get to do Golden Knights, UNLV football. I do a lot of LeBron and Lakers and how about the World Series, man? I watched the local news last night. You know, I love the newsmen and women in town. I'm friends with many of them. Dana Wagner, Chris Matthews, the deans of all of it here in town. Kevin Bollinger, Vin, Vin Sapienza, barely a sniff of the World Series on the late local news. Wife and I are watching the late local news, and they're not, they're not even teasing the World Series. That would have changed if Bryce Harper was in it because he's from Vegas. That would have been big, but, man. There's no talk at all. Jason Horowitz will join us in five minutes. He's joining us at the bottom of the hour. Uh, we have the head coach at the top of the hour. We got a big show coming up here. Joseph is in Vegas here locally on 920. Hello, Joe. Hey, JT. First time me calling in this year. I went to the practices at the facility, mm-hmm. and I watched Jimmy G. They were They were throwing balls, and he was struggling mm-hmm. to get a ball to – to, like to Devontae. I say, well, you know, maybe he has to like get into it. I've been behind this whole thing like the whole time, but it's been so tough. You know, at least we got two good home games, but the last two games, I shut them off as soon as they started. I was mm-hmm. dreading going to this game this Sunday. I am so pumped up right now. Mm-hmm. I'm a long-time, lifelong Giant fan. I've been out here for 33 years now. Mm-hmm. I'm a season ticket holder. I'm a Raider fan. I have all my Raider gear on. I'm excited for Aaron Pierce. That guy, he as as they call him now, he's a dog, and he's going to get this team so pumped up that these guys will run through walls for this dude. I think we are going to have a big turnaround. I think we're going to see more season ticket holders holding on to their seats and going to the game. A guy next to me, he didn't want to go. He has one ticket. I said, "Don't sell, don't sell it online. I'll buy the ticket from you." He texts my wife. Tell Joe if he wants the ticket, it's your guys's. We bought the ticket from him. Taking my daughter. Mm-hmm. Go Raiders. Everybody, don't sell your tickets. If you are, sell them to a Raider fan. Wow. Take somebody out to a game. Enjoy yourselves. Let's go Raiders. Let's take back our our Raider Nation. Let's take it back. Let's get rowdy on Sunday, and let's beat my childhood team. Wow, this guy's fired up. Giants are my uh Childhood team, too. I don't make any surprise of that, but I'm full Raiders. Yes, did I cut the cord with the Giants? Of course. I've been with the Raiders for 25 years. Play-by-play voices that started in Philadelphia. Now they're the voice in Detroit or whatever. You, you go with the team now in fandom. Uh, but, you know, 30 years ago, I was diehard Giants fan. I know everything about the history of this team. This will be a tough opponent 
even though they're not playing well. I keep telling everybody this. They played the two worst games. The last week against the Jets and week one against the Cowboys were two of the worst games ever in Giants history. Not in the last 5, 10, 30, 40, 50. I'm talking 60, 70 years. Raiders can't afford to lose to a team like this. The monologue, fueled by PTs. Best happy hour in town, 5 to 7, midnight to 2. If you're going to watch the Golden Knights and they got a big schedule this week, do it at happy hour, 64 PTs. Very supportive. Yeah. The guys are rallying behind him. They're excited to watch him, you know, get his opportunity. Like I was there as AP was speaking to the to the team and you know, he had their eyes. There was an energy that was that was, you know, tangible um in the room. There was a true excitement. Um and, and guys are geared up to, to to prepare for this weekend. Champ Kelly, the interim GM, the interim head coach I spoke to, you'll hear that at the top of the hour. Antonio Pierce, and I asked him about getting the call from Mark Davis when Mark asked him to become the head coach. You don't want to miss that as we're brought to you by Tequila Commissario, 100% all-natural, state-grown, small batch, and a gold medal winner. They're crushing the other tequilas in their market, especially Casamigos. Give it a try as we go out to the voice of the Silver and Black. Jason Horowitz says the Raider fans, at least, uh, Jason, get a reset, and now we'll see if the reset with the new head coach, interim head coach, will work with the players. How are you, buddy? Do we have him here? Yes. No, there he is. <laughs> JT, I've also been crushing the tequila, just like you were shouting <laughs> just now. Uh, no, I, <laughs> I, um, listen, it's, you never, I, I, I this is not really how uh, fair to, to, for fans and all that stuff. And, um, you know, in real world, nobody ever wants to celebrate when somebody else is, is unhappy or miserable or hurt. Um, but fans don't really live in a real world. They live in a I want to be successful world, and I understand all that. Um, so, so this was a, this was, I, I think, a moment here, JT, that fans can say, "Hey, look, I don't know what the rest of the nine games are going to bring." Fans probably don't realistically think that, "Hey, this is going to be a nine and zero, and it's all of a sudden it's just the greatest team in the AFC." But I think they were tired of feeling so. I think. I, I don't know that hopeless is the right word, but just consistently disappointed the same way that the players were. Uh, and so, you know, it's not the current players or the current coaches' fault that it's been two decades of a franchise trying to win a playoff game, but they've certainly lived through all of that. And so they're, they're kind of looking for something new, and Antonio Pierce, for the moment, brings that. Yeah, I think Antonio Pierce brings in a shot of adrenaline to a locker room where some of the players were just starting to be become more and more frustrated because I know, and I know you know, you travel with the team and you're at every game. You're at the meal room. You see it. These guys aren't torn apart. They don't dislike each other. The former coach, the GM, walked around and everyone got along, but there was a disconnect with some of the captains, especially Devontae wasn't getting his touches. I'm not saying he's going to get a lot more because we have an interim head coach, but I think this guy walking the locker room now as a former player is going to go right up to these guys, tell them what he's thinking, and going to try to really push him to a new level quickly if he wants to keep the job long-term into next year. Yeah, no, there's no question about that. I, You know, I don't know. This is something I always wonder, and it's not just because of this current situation, but I've always wondered 
how players view former successful players differently than guys who have been front office or coach guys their entire life. And I'm not saying it's a lack of respect or I just think they approach them differently. You know, Antonio Pierce, he's, he's removed. He hasn't played in the NFL in 13, 14 years, but he was a captain on a Super Bowl winning defense. You know, he's a guy that the guys certainly have known and been around. It's not someone they don't know because they've walked around him for two years, a year and a half. So I, I just, I think you players probably feel that they could approach players differently than they can approach coaches. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, with regards to Devontae Adams and his grievance and, and how a player might hear it versus how a coach is worried about scheme may hear it. I think that's different. I think, you know, it's one thing for Josh McDaniels to tell, you know, Tyree Wilson or Malcolm Kuntz or whoever, you know, whatever young guy, they got to do something different. I think it's different when Antonio Pierce says it. Um, so I, I do, I do think at least from that perspective, the players will hear things and maybe accept things differently. I don't know that that's going to change the result. You know, it's not like the playbook is going to be drastically different because this is what the team has been running. But Bo Hardegree as the offensive coordinator probably sees things drastically different in terms of how they want to run it and what Aiden O'Connell is capable of running. So, I, you know, we'll see. They haven't scored 21 points as an offense yet, JC. Let's see if that changes. Jason Horowitz is our guest. A very interesting point here. The coach hiring and the former coach being let go is the biggest story. Then they drop in Aiden O'Connell. I had Jimmy's back. I thought the only chance the Raiders had all year to make the playoffs was a healthy Jimmy G playing at a high level or at least decent, and he didn't do that yet. I mean, there's really yeah. not a signature play. A touchdown to Jacoby Myers in the Denver game, staying in bounds in the Denver game. And I'm not throwing in the towel on Jimmy G. I like the guy. You like the guy. You, you, you're, you're the voice of the Raiders. You, want it, you know that there's a chance he might be called on if Aiden gets banged up in the middle of a game. Jimmy Garoppolo plays a big role here the rest of the way. Yeah. But, man, the new head coach made a firm decision to go the other way and go with O'Connell. Well, and he didn't just say yesterday when he was introduced that Aiden O'Connell's our starter this weekend. He said Aiden mm-hmm. O'Connell's our starter for the for the future, mm-hmm. you know, and, and moving forward. So so it wasn't just a, hey, we're going to see what this looks like this weekend. It was this is what we're deciding um, for, for the remaining nine games. But to your point, um, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo was left to be traded multiple times the last couple of years, and he, because of that and injuries, uh, had other opportunities, and last year started 10 games for San Francisco, even though they wanted to get rid of him, and he played a big role in the Niners making it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And so, I look, I, there's nobody who would look at this season, and Jimmy's not looking at this season saying, man, he's playing really well. It's everybody else's fault. There's just something not working, and whether it's the scheme, whether it's not sure what to do, whether it's the hits he has taken, whether it's he's not healthy, because that also could be a possibility. You know, he had off-season foot surgery. We know what happened in injuries in the past. He has had the back injury. He has had a concussion. I mean, that's a lot mm-hmm. for someone to deal with in seven, yeah. yeah, about seven months, JT. So that's a lot. Um, but as a production, it's got to change. And, and, you know, we'll see what happens. Wrapping it up with Jason Horowitz. So before the season started, we go on a lot of shows. You host shows. Everyone makes their predictions. The Giants won a playoff game in Minnesota, beat Kirk Cousins, and the Jets had Aaron Rodgers. I had the Jets as a wild card. No Aaron Rodgers. Daniel Jones is coming back. The Giants only have two wins. Some of the worst losses in the history of the franchise. And the Jets, their offense is pretty bad. I mean, really bad, and the Raiders don't have much statistically. Could you imagine if we had back-to-back weeks at Allegiant Stadium with a 
you know, five, six win Jets and Giants team in town here, how much louder these New Yorkers would be, how insane it would be. We're catch- are we catching them at the right time, Jason? Well, I will tell you, uh, again, there's a lot of things that play into this, but I will tell you living here on the East Coast that people, you know, in September or in uh, July and August were constantly being like, yo, uh, what can I do for tickets? Hey, uh, you know, <laughs> when are you going out there? And I will tell you, at least for this particular weekend, the Giants, uh, all of those people are deciding not to go. <laughs> so, you know, it's expensive to come from the it East is. Coast of Vegas. And, uh, and you know, the Giants stink. Um, so, so I think... I think that, at least from this particular weekend, might not, again, my small neck of New Jersey, but it may not feel as giant volume as I think maybe it would have been in the summer or the beginning part of the fall. I don't know what to tell you for next weekend. It is still Sunday night football, so maybe. Um, But one thing at a time here, you know, I, I, I know twice already this year we've talked about looking ahead to the immediate schedule and for Antonio Pierce and, 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 and Champ Kelly and, and all of these guys, I'm, I'm glad they get an opportunity where they're not first two games are in Arrowhead and at Miami. You know, like, that's yeah. not fair. <laughs> um, but let's, let's see what the Raiders actually look like with some changes before we worry about, um, you know, what this team is going to be in the future. And if they can beat the Giants, then we focus on the Jets. And if you beat the Jets, okay. You know, five and five, ten mm-hmm. games into a season – you know, it may not be the prettiest of things, but let's see where we are and, and go from there. Safe travels. I'll see you at the torch. Can't wait, my friend. See you Sunday. All right, Jason Horowitz, voice of the Raiders. He's been great on radio, great with the play-by-play. When we come back, Lee Sterling will join us from Paramount Sports. You get three games for free. Take advantage of it if you're a gambler because a lot of the gambling insiders in this town, wow, they're not very good. Man, they don't put up their track records. They don't tell you what the, what's going on. I mean, some of them are a mess. They got websites, and they tell you what their picks are, and then you never hear from them again. They pack up their tents and leave. We got a pro, Lee Sterling, with three games for free on deck. First and town, the Raiders 34. Goff out of the gun, Reynolds to his right. Takes the snap, hands off to Williams, and he's just hammered. They ran a jet sweep, but a little pitch to him for a pass, and Max Crosby burst upfield and forced a loss of six. Talk about. Yeah, that was a good play. That was a Mad Max play. He blew up the line of scrimmage. JT back with you. We're brought to you by Modelo. They'll be with me tomorrow at La Casa Cigars. We're doing a live radio show from noon to two, La Casa Cigars. It's right there in Tivoli Village. You can't miss it. Try to come out tomorrow. Let's have a drink. Let's have a Modelo. Let's have a cigar. Or just sit outside with the great weather. Noon to 2 tomorrow. Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. And, Lee, I saw you in Chicago. The Raiders lost. And last week they lost. This week, Monday. And now they let go of the coach, the GM, and the OC. How'd you see that? I don't think anyone saw that coming. So it uh, mm-hmm. just shows you what they say. NFL stands for not for long. So, uh we're going to find out whether this kid O'Connell is the real deal. So um, <laughs> I, the craziest thing about it was I went to sleep uh, mm-hmm. on the East Coast about 1245 that night, and it happened 15 minutes after. I've never seen a coach get fired that late before. Yeah, it, it was very interesting. It happens yeah. Halloween night. Let's get to the games. Yeah. ParamountSports.com. Alabama minus three LSU. It feels like, and it is, an outright elimination game. 
And these are two big brands, so you get a, you get the feel of a playoff game with everything on the line before the playoffs begin, and even the SEC championship game. Alabama, the favorite, minus three. Yeah, LSU has an incredible passing game, and by far, in my opinion, I think most people would not dispute this: the best offense in the SEC. They're they've thrown for at least three hundred twenty passing yards in all eight games this year. The problem is. Even though they have the best unit on the field, they have the worst unit. It's their defense. They've given up at least 490 yards in three games to the top teams, Florida State, Ole Miss, and Missouri. They lost two of the three and should have lost the game to Missouri. All Missouri needed was probably one play in any of the last quarter. If they get any type of big play go their way, they ended up winning that game. But uh, Bama has revenge here for last year's 32-31 to loss. Uh, on that two-point play, you know Nick Saban off the bye will have his team prepared. Their offense is slowly starting to pick up steam here, and they are 16-6 and six against the spread at home. I think it comes down to coaching, and Nick Saban will find a way here. I like Bama. Roll Tide, 38-31. Yeah, I think Bama in the spot in the history with Saban and some of the talent that they have. I agree with you on this. Now let's uh, jump into the NFL and some of the big games. You know, Buffalo has been dicey this year, especially that Giants game where they uh, barely won. And I'm, what, what, how about the big game when the Hail Mary from Baker Mayfield could have been caught? Now they play at the Bengals. This is an interesting game here as the Bengals will play a minus two at home against Buffalo. You get three for being at home. Bengals don't get it here. Big spots for both teams. I love the way the Bengals won against the 49ers. Yeah, and they have actually dominated the series of late. They, they controlled Buffalo last year, eliminated them 27-10 in Buffalo. Uh, no team the last three weeks has looked better than Cincinnati. Joe Burrow healthy. And what surprised me the most was Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon finally looked explosive. And the Bills, I mean, defensively, Daquan Jones, their nose tackle, out. Torn peck. Darius White, best cornerback out for the season. And maybe one of the top three or four corner uh, linebackers in the NFL, Matt Milano, he's done for the year. So I think Buffalo's fortunate not to be one and three the last four games, that they're just two and two here. I like Cincinnati, 31-24. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. Go there right now. The website's amazing. He's transparent, puts up all his picks. ParamountSports.com. Interesting game. You got Kansas City, two-point favorite Miami. As they're playing in Germany, I don't think either team is happy about that travel and Kansas City leaving today there. It's like a short trip for them, but the jet lag, I don't know how you do it as a handicapper and figure out how this game's going to be played in a country that's never had an NFL game. What a great game they took away from us in prime time here, but the world gets to see it over in Europe. How do you see this one? Well, it's going to lead to a great, great night. I mean, and day of action. We can start, you know, early and then go all the way until mm-hmm. late night with games. We've got four different time slots with at least one great game. And I like the fact that Miami left on Monday. I think that mm-hmm. as far as the jet lag, that will help them out, number one. And then, you know, they get to practice on the field a couple extra times. That can't hurt here. Miami's getting healthy. Uh, Jalen Ramsey returned last week, one of the top cornerbacks. And then also, uh, slot cover corner Nick Needham returned in that game. Howard missed last week. He'll be back. And at one point last week, they were down all five starting offensive linemen. They're predicting at least three and maybe four will return for this game here. I think Kansas City's good. They're just in a funk right now, and I think Miami's looking for that signature win, and they finally get it here. Mm-hmm. 
I like Miami. Wrong team favored. Outright Dolphins, 34-30. Wow. That's the Dolphins outright over the AFC West, Kansas City Chiefs. We will remember that. And then finally, your game of the week is a very interesting one for me. Uh, Philadelphia-Dallas here. Dallas got blown out in Santa Clara against the 49ers. I I can't expect them. They got great momentum. Mike McCarthy's in a good place. Dak, the way they're playing here. Trade deadline comes and goes. And Philadelphia, who I think on paper is pretty even with Dallas. I picked Dallas this year to get to the Super Bowl and win it because I thought they'd have home field advantage over Philadelphia. If Dallas loses this game, there's no home field for Dallas. Maybe not anywhere in the postseason. How big of a game is this, and how do we get this one? Well, first five callers, I've got a real strong opinion on this game. We'll get it for free. Just call 800-400-9741. Give them Dallas and Philly on me. And how about this? Last week on Friday, we had a total of eight selections in all four sports. I'm going to do the same thing again. Seven selections in all four sports. We went 7-1 and one last week. We'll give you seven selections, not 77 or 87 or $97, the normal price of a one-day all-access pass, just $17. That's right. You heard me correct. Seven selections for tomorrow, $17. Football, basketball, hockey, and UFC. One place, ParamountSports.com. Super sharp also on UFC. That's a hell of a deal. ParamountSports.com. Be well, Lee. See you next week. Thanks, JT. ParamountSports.com. Give Lee a call. First five for free. Take advantage of that. Hardcore Raider on the Raider flagship. Go ahead. Hey, JT. I want to say something real quick about the quarterback. And then uh, one other thing. Uh, So, with Jimmy G throwing nine interceptions in these last two and a half games, I just... I don't think there's any way the Raiders can go with it. I know it's his birthday. Happy birthday, Jimmy. You know, but Aiden O'Connell, uh, he did five years in college. Um, you know, I know the Charger game wasn't the best, but I really think Aiden O'Connell has a good chance to produce for, for us. And, you know, uh, I'm optimistic. The dude is like 25. He's, he's going to be uh, more mature. I think he's smart. Uh, I do want to say one, one last thing, and it's out of respect. So if you could, mm. let me just kind of say something here. So, I look at something with Mark Davis when Reggie McKenzie came on. Mark Davis was like, well, you know, I don't really know football, and I essentially mm-hmm. I'm going to pass the reins to someone that does. And I respect that, okay? But, you know, I kind of look at the history of some of these things that, that have happened to us, and and I'm not saying Mark Davis doesn't do this, but everybody says Mark Davis needs to have less of a hand in what's mm-hmm. going on with the Raiders, and, and I'm actually going to disagree with that. I think Mark Davis needs to have – more of a, of a hand. And again, I, I can't speak on what's actually happening or not happening, but I would like to see Mark Davis. He's, he's been doing this long enough where he's probably learned a lot. I would like to see him question these guys more, maybe hold them more accountable, ask them about draft picks. I mean, we were in the draft, JT, mm-hmm. and uh, Dan Patrick came in, and Mark Davis was you know mentioning something to Dave Ziegler about drafting a linebacker, and there were some really good linebackers at mm-hmm. that point in time. So Mark Davis does have a football mind, in my opinion, and I would just like to see him. And I'm not, I'm not. It's out of respect, not disrespect. I would like to see him have more of a role because I think that would help us, and I think that would go a long way for the future of the Raiders. Yeah, appreciate the call. Uh, Mark has a big role. He's involved. He's involved with the draft and all that. Mark has a lot of other ventures, building the stadium with the help of the people that he had around him to do this, do it on time and on budget, and and Mark's heavily involved. I, I, I there's nothing more I can tell you about Mark. He wants to win. He decided to make bold changes here on Halloween night because he didn't like the direction, and hopefully he gets it right the next time. And if it takes another coach and another coach, he's going to try to do it right. Look at the money that Mark's paying to say goodbye to coaches. Anybody have an idea on that? When you look at the amount of money that Mark's eating on these moves, 
He's doing it because he wants the Raiders quickly to have a turnaround and do it the right way. And the concept of Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels was a long-term move. That's why this is so unique. Everybody was calling my show and talking to me over the last month. Well, Mark's going to give him another year, right, JT? Well, Mark's going to give him to the end of the year, right, JT? I said, yeah, I think I'll give him to the end of the year. I don't know what's going to happen in the offseason if things are this down. And Mark came in on Halloween night and cleaned house because it's his call. It's his team, and that's what he thinks is best for the team. And a lot of fans seem to agree with this move. Will you agree with the next one? I don't know. But just Mark wants to win, and he's putting a tremendous amount of money. The dumbest people in media are the ones who say, well, the Raiders have no money. We just see how much money they make after an Ed Sheeran or Beyonce show. Come talk to me on that at La Casa Cigars. And, And the money that goes from that right back to players and to try to build this team. Mark's all in. Raider Nation's all in. The head coach, Interim, joins me next. Antonio Pierce coming up.